welcome to the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. I'm your host, Associate Editor Hannah Bubser. The dynamic between employer and employee plays a role in creating a supportive work environment. In a shop setting, there are steps that you can take as a shop owner to prioritize a healthy relationship with your employees and create a workspace that people want to be part of. Today on the podcast, Deanna Baumgartner of Employers Advantage LLC offers some insight. Uh, Deanna, could we just start out with you giving a bit of an introduction for our audience today? Sure. Yes, my name is um, Deanna Baumgartner. I'm the founder and president of Employers Advantage, and we provide outsourced HR to small companies across the U.S. Um, I've been in HR for a long time. I don't. <laughs> I think I've lost track of the number of years, but um, it's certainly a passion of mine, along with small businesses, and so that pairing. Um, together is is really a joy to be able to help small businesses with their HR function. Yeah, and I'd, I'd love to learn more about that approach with Employers Advantage HR and working with small businesses, specifically shops as well. Can you kind of talk about how that's a little bit different or, or how your approach works well in that smaller business setting? Yeah, definitely. I mean, with the smaller businesses, um, and also because, you know, we ourselves are a small business. I have a team of 10 people and, you know, so we're, we're just as small as our clients. And so we understand what their business is like and we understand how it, you know, if one, if they're one person down, it's significant for a small business. Um, and so the approach that we take is very personalized. Like we really integrate ourselves into the organization so that we can understand um, not only the business itself, you know, the operations and how how it works, but also the culture and the environment and the individuals and the employees and their personalities. And, you know, so that we can identify the HR strategies that are going to make the most sense for that. So, you know, it might be that the approach we take at one shop might not apply at another shop because you have different, you know, owners and personalities and work cultures. So that's really the approach that we take is like what makes the most sense for this environment. Great. And in February 2023, for the issue of Nolan that month, we included your input in a story about quiet quitting, which is definitely a term that's popping up across a lot of work cultures these days. And you do break it down really well in that story. But I'm wondering if you can reiterate some of those thoughts here as we're talking today. So what should employers know about employees potentially becoming kind of disengaged with some of their work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the whole quiet quitting phase, I think um, it's interesting that it's some of the same behaviors that have, you know, happened over the years. And for some reason, well, not for some reason, more so these days with technology and people being more vocal and um, social media platforms, we just know more now of what people are doing. And you know what I mean? So this whole phenomenon of quiet quitting was because, you know, people are saying, I'm not putting up with this anymore, or I'm not doing that anymore. And the reality to me is, I mean, I feel like people really, through the last few years, 
it's been stressful on every single person. I don't think there's a single person that hasn't been impacted in some way by the pandemic and um, all of the other, you know, social and political things that have been happening over the last few years. And so what people are doing is they're reevaluating what's important to them, their time, and they're putting boundaries around that. And I think that sometimes this quiet quitting can be looked at as, as negatively. And I, that's why I'm not really a huge fan of the term. Um, but I do think that it could be concerning if there is somebody who just like completely disengaged. There's a difference between, you know, having boundaries and being productive and doing what you need to do and be still being engaged and being completely disengaged from your work. You know, so I think as a shop owner, they really need to be able to differentiate who's in what category. Are they engaged in just setting boundaries and, you know, I need to respect those boundaries and they still work within what's required of the role? Um, you know, maybe they're just not going above and beyond way out of their job scope just because they feel like they had to or something, you know, so I, just, I would just encourage um shop owners and managers to look at their team and, and see who's in which bucket. And then, you know, we'll come up with a plan from there. I really appreciate you making that distinction as well. Cause I think that's really important, um, especially in the uniqueness of a, of a shop setting too. And how can employers combat some of that total disengagement that you were talking about there? Um, what are kind of some toxic tactics that they could implement to connect more with their employees or focus on that relationship building instead of maybe inadvertently creating more of a, a divide in that disengagement? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, at our core, as humans, we all want to be, you know, appreciated and treated well and, you know, spoken to appropriately. And I think you know, regardless of the industry that you're in, that holds true. And so for shop owners and, and managers, I mean, just having conversations with employees or having um, space where employees feel comfortable having conversations with owners and managers. And I mean, the other part is getting to know them as individuals. You know, we don't need to know their deep, dark secrets or everything that happens in their personal lives, but you know, just having a couple minute conversation here and there about, you know, how are you doing and how are things going for you? Or, you know, what things of, are, are of interest to you or what career plans do you have? I mean, we've seen sometimes where, um, you know, just a simple conversation really has led to so much more for, for an employee. Um, you know, this wasn't, we have a client that's actually in the construction industry, not necessarily the shop, but it's the same practice can be applied here. And in, in, in the construction client, um, one of the, um, the field guys, one of the laborers, um, just having a, a conversation with him found out that he has an interest in photography. Well, what they did was we were able to take his interest in photography, use that on the job site, allowed him to bring in his camera, take pictures of the job site, and they use that in their marketing. So then they were able to save some money for not having to hire an outside marketing firm to come in and do that. And then just created that much more engagement for that employee because he was still contributing value to the role and incorporating an interest that he had that really has nothing to do with construction. 
And I would imagine that same thing happens with, um, you know, texts and stuff at the shop. Like they have other interests that, you know, that they want to do, or maybe they have an interest in getting to know other parts of the shop or other sides of the business. And, you know, the shop owners is, can give them a glimpse into that kind of stuff. That Those are ways to create engagement, really focused on the individual. I really liked that example that you shared there because I think that is definitely applicable um, here in the shop setting as well. It's something as simple as, you know, this person really enjoys taking these photographs and it could also benefit your business too, you know, yeah. being active on social media and all that kind of stuff. I think that definitely goes hand in hand. So I really like that example. And I think that goes along with my next question too, because I'm wondering what would you say kind of broadly, what, a, what would a supportive environment look like to an employee? Like what are some of the main components that employers need to be aware of maybe in that relationship building that we were talking about, as well as other aspects of just supporting their employees as well? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it really is. Em- employees are looking for, um, again, you know, to be respected in their roles and, and to be supported in the work that they do, but also as individuals and um, know that it's okay if they need to take time off. And, you know, that there's policies and stuff that they're aware of. And as long as they're within those policies or they're within this, um, these standards of, of um, expectations, you know, once those standards are set, you know, they should be allowed to really maneuver however it makes the most sense for them in those standards. So basically it's like people need structure and they want structure, especially in a job, they need to know what their role is, what the responsibilities are. And so once you give them that, and then you give them the ability to, to work within that structure and give them a little bit of autonomy, that's, and then support that support their ideas, maybe give them opportunities to, um, you know, provide ideas or again, create space for them to feel comfortable speaking up or um, either pointing out an issue or or pointing out an opportunity. So it really, I think, again, goes back to supporting the individual um, as for who they are and the value that they bring to the role, but also you know, who they are kind of outside of that role and, and understanding them as, as a human and an individual. I'm not sure if that quite answered your question, but like I said, sometimes I tend to ramble. (laughs) No, definitely. I I was, I, I really think that that's an important, important aspect of it. Just knowing who they are outside of, of a shop setting as well. Um, and, and then knowing the value that they bring into the shop itself, um, mm-hmm. I think definitely goes hand in hand. And what about communication styles? What would you say about, you know, cultivating strong lines of communication from employee to, or employer to employee and employee to employer? Um, what does strong communication look like and how can that benefit both the employee and the employer. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, there should be different, I get, would say forms of communication mediums. Um, so to speak, if there's um, a, a lot of times I like to see um, as a team, especially in shops, maybe a small shop, it's easy to do like a, a daily huddle at the beginning of every day or every shift everybody comes together. It's five minutes of, you know, sometimes you share a safety tip, you give peer recognition, which is huge. I mean, just a shout out of a, 
you know, a thank you for, you know, to John for doing this, or we got a customer, um, uh, a, a good review for a customer for, for this employee, like that peer recognition, although very simple and free is invaluable to the individual. Um, and so again, so again, the, just a five, 10 minute huddle about, you know, maybe who's off today or who's in or what's happening, or, you know, just a, almost like a little bit of a, of a pep talk. Um, and then I do think it's important to have, you know, one-on-ones with employees and allow that opportunity for two-way communication. Um, doesn't have to be every day. It doesn't even have to be weekly. Maybe it's um, once a month or quarterly, whatever cadence is comfortable within that shop. But um, I really do think that those different forms of communication between the employee and employer um, are important in different settings, you know, team settings, um, one-on-one settings, and then giving them um, tools to communicate with. Maybe some people prefer to text or, you know, whatever the case may be, but if there's ways to um, create communication channels or, you know, maybe it's a big board in the shop somewhere where they're posting kudos for teammates or they're posting, you know, different things or whatever the case may be. Um, but it, you know, really depends on, you know, the shop and how people interact with each other and, and finding what works for each, each person. So for someone who's maybe listening to this episode today, um, what are some strategies that they could implement as soon as they, you know, maybe even stop listening to this podcast episode and are going back into the shop? What are some things they could implement into their work environment to make it a really supportive place starting, like I said, as soon as, as today? Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, it could be as simple as like, Hey, let's everybody take a a 15 minute break. Let's just hang out. Let's talk. No work talk allowed kind of a thing. We have, I, I create space for my team to do that too. Once a week. No work talk is allowed. You can come and go as you please. You don't have to show up every week. Um, but it, it, I I really think that um, having the one-on-ones or, you know, starting with that, just, just a, hey, how are you? How are things going for you in your role? Is there anything I can do to support you? Do you have any ideas? You know, just having those conversations to let people know that it's okay for them to, to come to the shop owner with those things. Um, the other thing, if you know, if somebody wants to really deep dive, you can start with like an employee engagement survey, um, and you can, you know, they can be crafted however you know a million different ways. But really, starting out to figure out with a survey of finding out what are people feeling about the work environment or their role or the shop or the manager or their coworkers and what would they like to see to help create engagement? Like what level of engaged are they or aren't they? And what do they need as individuals to have that engagement? So you, you could even go back further and, and you know, start with a survey and start soliciting feedback from people. Um, and then based off of that feedback, you can you know, build a plan and go from there. Um, but it, a lot of times it always comes down to 
just, you know, recognizing people as individuals and, and treating them that way. Thanks for listening to the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. For more content, visit nolan.net and follow Nolan on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you never miss another. Subscribe to the Nolan Podcast wherever you listen. I'm Associate Editor Hannah Bubser, and I'll talk to you more next time. Thank you.